Hello and welcome to Teenagers Untangled, the audio hug for parents going through the teenage years. I'm Rachel Richards, journalist, parenting coach, mother of two teenagers and two bonus daughters. Hi there, I'm Susie Asley, mindfulness coach, mindful therapist, musician and mother of three teenagers, two of them are twins. Right, this is the first new episode of this year mm-hmm. and rather than focus on researching one topic, well, we thought we could do a kind of like talking about various subjects yeah we've done this once before we have it's fun didn't get any feedback <laughs> either positive or negative so who knows so here we go again who knows we'll just like if you don't like it then i guess switch off just and switch just off leave yeah. us in the dark i don't know anyway uh firstly how was your christmas new year it was so lovely so i have my kids every other year um because they go to their dads every mm-hmm. other year and my partner does the same and we've managed to work out that we on the year so this year, neither of us had kids. So Amazing. we have a very busy run up to Christmas because <laughs> my twins have their birthday. He has his birthday and we have pre-Christmases because the kids are going away. Da, 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 da. Wow. And then we did absolutely nothing in an Airbnb for four days. It was absolutely brilliant. And all the other parents are just going, oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so smug. I don't care. <laughs> my world, that. my life is all or nothing. So well I relish you. the nothing. No, well too. done you. I think that's just take the moments when you can. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy them. Run with them. And uh, yeah, just, yeah, good for how, you. Very happy for you. How about you, Rach? Thank you. How about you? Oh, well, um, our Christmas New Year was kind of what we've been doing a lot uh, recently because, uh, and I've mentioned this in our podcast before, we I felt the pressure of Christmas a lot when my kids were younger, trying to make it perfect. Yeah. You see all these images of what Christmas was. And if you didn't really have a Christmas you liked or you didn't really do Christmas, it can be a bit sort of well, like, what am I supposed to do? How does mm. this work? And also, I think parents now will just be looking at the elf on the shelf and then, mm. and, and, and then also adding to that when they become teenagers, how do you adjust all of this yes. and make it something you know make still make it special because of course their things have moved on and their beliefs have moved on so um we just do we basically wear pajamas until midday then Mm. we kind of cook something easy (laughs) and play games yeah and it's very 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 relaxed and um I think it's very special. Mm. My kids think it's very special because it's the only time of the year when we're completely present and we're, there are no pressures to mm. do anything else. And it's it's very special because of that. Yes. And I, what's really interesting is I saw lots and lots of parents saying, oh, it's so stressful mm. um, on social media. And But I did see, and I, I kept wading in saying, mm. please, please, please don't put this pressure on yourself. Make it what you want mm. it to be. Particularly parents who've, perhaps lost someone yes. in this last year it's very because they say well I want to keep it the way it was yeah, and it's not going to be the same and it's mm. very difficult so what was wonderful is I saw another lady call I think her Instagram is fantastic brains alternative mm-hmm. brains and she said oh we've just done a Christmas that's completely different from the way it was mm. before and it's the way we wanted to do it yeah. and it was wonderful yeah. so I just want to say there were more of us out there you know, just yeah. just wing it. Do it yeah. the way you want to do it. Yeah. If you don't celebrate Christmas, just make make time for your family yeah. where it's something and design it the way you want it. And ask your teenagers. Yeah, and you're right. Cause do things. Yeah, you're right. Because it's, it's a few days where everything stops. Yes. However you celebrate, it doesn't matter, does it? It's just appreciating that. But having that kind of that time when you can actually just yeah. go, oh, well, who are... I mean, yeah. having said that, I know marriages that are broken down when they've actually had to spend time together over Christmas yeah, yeah, and go yeah. actually I don't like you it's a challenging time too for sure <laughs> yes. absolutely yes yeah. and and for me my um one of my uh daughters went to Italy mm-hmm. over new year which is a new thing I haven't nice 
actually, we've always been together at mm. New Year. Okay. And I wondered how I was going to feel about it. Actually, it was just lovely. She didn't mm. even message me Happy New Year. <laughs> but I didn't mind because I knew that she was with a great friend group. And, and then I also inspected it and thought, why am I not worried about her? Because my bonus daughter, when she was with us and she was going out to nightclubs when we were on holiday, I basically spent the whole night awake until she got home mm. feeling just scared, mm. really, really scared. And I put it down to the fact that we have a very open, honest relationship and we talk a lot. Don't you think it matters? You know, yeah. that if you actually talk a lot and you understand how the other person thinks, you're much less scared. Yeah, definitely. Because you think. you think, that you know, that they're, and, and also it depends on the child, doesn't it? You know, if you have a sensible child, basically, and with good mm. communication, the, the fear shrinks yes. dramatically. Yes. I mean, I think my kids are all very different and, um, you know, stuff happens, of course, however mm. good your communication is. Uh, for me, anyway, from my perspective, stuff ha still happens. Of course it does. But it's how, you know, how, how can we carry on the communication and and, and bounce back again? Um, mm. And that, that, is also, that also takes away some of the fear because you know that it's temporary. Temporary, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think that's because I think the fear often hits us as parents yeah, we panic. It's you know because we've been so much in control of their lives yeah. and as they're branching out and yeah. going and meeting new people and doing things yeah. I saw a dad who basically spent an hour, he'd gone to the nightclub an hour early to pick yeah. up his daughter and just watching people going in and out oh. being really scared <laughs> yeah and it is um, yeah because it's it's a, our basic need for certainty isn't it yes we don't like uncertainty yes. we don't know we don't know how they're going to respond to everything and we don't because they're their own people exactly now we always do a nugget mm -hmm. well we don't always do a nugget but let's do a nugget do you have a nugget i do have a Ooh, nugget um so my nugget is um so as we have teenagers all of us listening i'm sure still otherwise you wouldn't be listening probably would you um um you know they want to do generally less with family um and and i so i always have like a, a a mantra in my own head anyway that is like if they want to do something they suggest something or they ask you to do something do it because they might never ask again mm. <laughs> which can go the other way yes. <laughs> but um so my daughter this year she just had um before christmas she, she suddenly had loads of really lovely ideas she wanted to go and see a show in london which she's actually doing for wow. GCSE. um so not like a typical entertainment one. It, was, it was really fun um and then she wanted to go and see the christmas lights and I'm like, can we do that mum? and and then my twins have their birthday just before because can we go to london can we do this and obviously you know you can do it in various ways we didn't actually spend that much money on it um um and i just went yes 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 to all of it Love and then it. told and then my, you have fun we had so much fun and then my 18 year old who's done his first time at uni was coming back i said we're gonna do these things you know you're really welcome but you know please if you've got other plans it's completely cool i said like, no i'll come i'll come so we did all these really cool wow. fun things because i'd just gone yes 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 yes, yes. and i mean credit to her she had the ideas <laughs> we just kind of went with her but then then um, they'll probably come up with more ideas because they can see that it's yeah. uh, it's something you can do and it's not that long ago i was kind of dragging her to do stuff right um, how so, interesting yeah really interesting so keep the faith it can yeah. change <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my nugget. Um, mine is that uh, my daughter is absolutely wonderful. She's really stepping up recently in helping around mm. the house. And uh, I brought back some bags and I said to her, oh, would you mind just popping that stuff in mm. the pantry? So off she went to the pantry. The next day I went in the pantry and <laughs> the stuff was just, just kind of randomly put all over the place. And I called her back and said, darling, this was, you know, thank you so much. It was great. Um, 
Here's a top tip for life. When you walk into a room, any room, think, is there a rule here? Because mostly there are rules and try and work out what the system is. And um, in this pantry, (laughs) all the tins go up here on the right hand side and she'd put them all over the place. So I said, so the thing is, just look, and if you had stopped for a second, you would have seen that you could have just popped the the tins there and it would have saved a lot of hassle for me because now I've had to rummage through everything to try and find stuff. She went, oh, yeah, okay." Mm. And I thought it's really useful because I think those if it's not done in a confrontational way and you're just saying, hey, here's a top Mm. tip, um, then it really can often land really well and it's something that she can use in all sorts of other circumstances I've Mm. talked before about how life is full of rules and Mm. we can if we know they're there we can choose to ignore them you don't Mm. have to always follow the rules in fact some of them are really stupid Mm. and teenagers hate those but it's worth understanding that they exist she'd be fine in my food cupboards (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm quite anal I have a whole like my my flower has to be stacked and so I want self-raising here you know if somebody puts the wrong flower in the wrong place and it's not it's it's not constant it's just that I just get a bit you like to know where things are I'm reorganizing mine otherwise I'm at the you know I, I can go where you open the cupboard and things fall out kind of systems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where that is. <laughs> yeah, ow. <laughs> no, I get overwhelmed if there's too much stuff. Yeah. So um, I wondered, I've been listening to a few podcasts. Have you got any that particularly have caught your... F- yeah, I love listening to podcasts and I kind of, I don't know, I think it's a bit like breakfast, isn't it? I do mm-hmm. like, I eat the same breakfast for ages yes. and then I get bored and change <laughs> So my podcast is a bit like that for me. Um, so what am I listening to at the moment? I go in phases of her because she I find her too much sometimes. But I think Mel Robbins is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think she's absolutely brilliant. Um, and she's she's quite sort of in your face, I guess. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I need a gentler approach. Um, but she's super inspirational. And she comes with um, really concrete, good ideas. And she's very real and down to earth which is fantastic um, she has older kids she talks about them it's it's mainly for you know about us as 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 adults but she talks a lot about her kids and they're a little bit older but they're still within the teenage bracket and actually I got an idea from her once of you know asking your kids for feedback and mm. which was really interesting and I have done that which was very interesting um who else I listen to so I'm doing some creative stuff at the moment so I listen to one about what's it called the unpublished podcast which is amazing about um and it applies to all of us because we are all creative um but in our in our culture, we sort of divide it into people who are good at it and mm, not good at it. And yes. from a very early age, we we label, or we, I can't do art, which is, in my opinion, absolute beep. Um, so, you know, embracing the idea of, of being creative is, is super, super Fantastic. important for us as human beings. And, and she's very, they're very much on that. You know, she's a writer, but it's very, well, they're both writers, very much just do it. Yes. Just get out and do it. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> and and I, I think that stops for us a lot doing all massively. sorts of like sports and things yeah. where you think, oh, I'm not very good at yeah. that. And actually, if you think I'm going to, because I've, I've started, uh, well, I signed up. I haven't started. Signed up to learn paddle because oh, cool. my tennis is awful. Yeah. And I've got to the age where I know it's never going to be particularly good yeah. and it's too embarrassing to be mm. really bad. Yeah. Um, but I know that I probably get some joy out of yeah. playing a sport like that. Yes. And so I'm having a go. Amazing. Yeah, they keep cancelling it, but it's okay. Uh, I'll get there. Oh, I've heard a lot about paddle and how much <laughs> yes, fun it is. I'd like to try that. I expect to lots of people who love yeah. it. Um, my podcast, there's one that I love. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I my I come from a business background, mm. want my journalism. So I love dipping into what's going on in the world of 
the people who are sort of driven into business. Mm. And so there's one which is by the BBC called Good Bad Billionaire, which I've sent to teens. Mm. And it's so interesting because it's how the billionaires became billionaires. Mm. And are they good or bad people? For example, Rihanna, proper proper rags to riches story. Uh, Denise Coates, who was a woman in the UK who made about $280 million in the year to March 2023 mm-hmm. from betting income. Mm-hmm. Um so you'd think, wow, that's a really nasty industry and it's making money off the backs of people who are addicted to betting. Mm. But she's kept her business onshore in the UK and she pays tax on every single thing she gets, which okay. is rare for billionaires. Mm. So, you know, you kind of look at it and go, OK, mm. so how did they get there? And and there's one, I've forgotten his name, Feeney, I think it is, who set up, you know, when you go through airports and you get to the supermarket bit like yeah. the shopping mall where it's all glitzy and it's mm. lots of it's basically a shopping mall mm. um he created that with another guy and he's not strictly a billionaire he died recently because he gave away literally everything he ever made mm. isn't that incredible yes so that is incredible very interesting That's lots of interesting, interesting people on it yeah. yeah um another one everything is fine podcast for women over mm-hmm. 40 just a couple of really great intelligent entertaining mm. American women, one of whom has a 13-year-old. So Ooh. she's in the trenches. Yes. So that's very fun and interesting yep. to listen to. And I always find that they're spot on when they're talking mm. about things. So mm. top tips there. We'll put those links in the podcast. Interesting. Um, Thanks. Good yeah, that's good. Uh, books? Any books? Uh, books? I'm, I finished. Yeah. No, I can't come with any book recommendations at the moment. But I did watch, which is book related. Um, I binged watched The Hunger Games with my... Did you? Yeah, because my daughter was desperate to see the new one and I hadn't seen any of them because I'd always thought oh, I want to really want to read them and I never got around to reading them. <laughs> you all do that don't we? I'll, oh, read, it, I'll read it. So I, I we binge watched the the films um, and they I just thought they were brilliant like Interesting. I, uh, I really enjoyed the first one and then we went to see the the, uh-huh. the new one in the cinema I was like nice. oh, that was fun which was really dark um, but good yeah so yeah. book but not book. <laughs> I haven't watched no I haven't watched those at all. Um, I've, I've read a book I haven't finished it yet. It's called Do Hard Things, Mm. A Teenage Rebellion Against Low Expectations. Okay. And I love it. Mm. It's quite Christian. So if you're not Christian, you might want to flick through the the pages mentioning bits in in the scriptures. Mm. But it's written by two teens, Alex and Brett Harris. And I think they're onto something. um, They talk about how... Um, they started out posting a series of articles and the first was called The Myth of Adolescence. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they call into question the modern notion of the teen years as a time to goof off. Um, Mm. And when they posted their first kind of piece, they said they had an overwhelming response from other Mm. teenagers saying, yes, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Everyone I know at school is shackled by low expectations. Mm. And I thought this was a really interesting concept because they talk about various people like this girl who was 11 who started nursing her brother who then ended up nursing other people in the Mm. community and she had set up the red cross eventually Mm. and they're talking about people who started out in their teens doing things really interesting things and eventually went on to do great things Mm. and their argument is that they feel that teen years are being sold to us as a time when you can party and have fun mm. and then the adulthood starts. And it's mm. it's really interesting because I was thinking about that the other day and thinking if we make adulthood look like the time when you do all the really responsible things <laughs> and you let the kids have fun, then the teens aren't going to want to grow up, are they? Because no. they're going to think, well, actually, I don't want to do that. That yeah. looks awful. Whereas if you sort of slowly 
emancipate them and say, you know what, you so you're now able to do this. It's mm. your job now. Um, then they they kind of get used to the fact mm. that they're responsible and that they can do the stuff. Yeah. And that sounds interesting. What's the book called again? It is called Do Hard Things. Do Hard Things. A teenage mm. rebellion against low expectations mm. i i really i was underlining yeah, lots and lots of things i i thought it's fast and i think we should do a podcast on that um one other thing that's a really cool app that's really useful for us parents i don't know what's happened with you but with me my older daughter said to me she hadn't booked her dental appointment and i've handed those things to her i've said you talk to the doctors now mm-hmm. you book your dental appointments if you want me there i'll come Amazing. But you're responsible and it's really important. Mm. And I said to her, why haven't you booked your dental appointment? She said, oh, because you've got the calendar. I don't know. Like, when are we doing these things? Yeah. And I thought, she's so right. Yeah. So I was at the boot camp that you told me about mm-hmm. that I now go to. And there's a lovely lady who runs it. Who I, So I ask around all these mm. great, great opportunity when you meet other people, just say, hey, has anyone got a solution mm. to this? And she told me about Time Tree. Time Tree. Time Tree, which is an app which I've now downloaded Mm. and I've sent a link to everybody in the family and we're now putting our family things on it. And she puts on it, you know, when her partner's coming to stay Mm. or when she's she's got a dental appointment. And now we can all see. I've tried other ones in the past, but they, you know, for various reasons, they haven't worked. Time Tree, I'm going to... Yeah, it's a revelation. Yeah. Um, And you mentioned Hunger Games. I've been watching an amazing thing on Netflix that, the family are gripped by it's called frontline and it's about the world war two mm-hmm. and what they've done is they, they they're covering the world war two but mm-hmm. they've they've colored all of the images all the film and they've got film mm-hmm. of all sorts of things and you feel like you're watching the news oh wow it's i, I can't tell you how incredibly gripping it mm. is and what's in addition to that, so lots of the battles, lots of the bits where the tanks are rolling into places, they're, they're all on film. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. But what's even more extraordinary is what they're doing is they're taking voice from, say, a Japanese person mm-hmm. who was a Japanese fighter who would give you their viewpoint. Wow. This was how we saw it. This The Germans would say, this is how we saw, you know, the, the Battle of Stalingrad. Yeah. That's what was happening at the time. Mm-hmm. And and or people, when the, the tanks rolled into Poland, what were they thinking? And it's honestly, it's gripping. We, we, <laughs> we've nearly watched all of them. It's just great. Well, so I, I highly recommend like it. I'm going to try that one. I highly recommend it. Anyway, let's talk about a uh, great topic you mentioned. Mm. What was Going that? back to school. <laughs> oh, Going <okay>. back to school. <laughs> Forgotten. Going back to school, yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? Um, we're all in that right now. We've gone back. I think it's, um, I think it's different for us as parents and and as parents, like for the kids, like like probably most kids, I'd say ninety something percent don't want to go back to school. Yeah, <laughs> and that's completely normal, isn't it? So, how do we help them with that? You know, give them the space to have a good old moan and mm-hmm. you know oh i don't want to go to school and, you know of course you want to be on holiday forever that's quite normal yes isn't it? um and give them the kind of uh, invite them to find something interesting and fun so that 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 momentum starts building as well mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's a it's a tricky balance sometimes isn't it and it depends on your kids some are, some yes. are ha- much happier to go back and i think it depends on how they how they do in school and how they find school because it's if it's challenging for them of course it's not much fun to go back is it no but if they're really good in school and it's you know it it ticks more boxes for them then it's less challenging to go back so so managing that managing them trying to find so I 
Um, one of my kids was like, oh, I don't want to go at school, I don't want to go to school. Um, nothing. So there's so I, I, there's nothing you want to do in school. And I'm not in a sarcastic way, but there's, you can't, can you think of, there must, so there's absolutely nothing that's fun in school, like 100% nothing. No, that's right, correct, nothing. Okay, break time, uh, lunchtime, uh, your friends. And then there was a, honestly, like a nanosecond of a glimmer, <laughs> which I grabbed. I went, oh, so your friends. Yeah, yeah. So right now, just focus on your friends. Then that will get you through the morning. Just yes, focus on that, yes. and then, and then we took it a step further and said, maybe you can feel a bit grateful for your friends, not in a kind of cheesy mm-hmm. puke in a bucket kind of way, but in a, you know, it's it's actually really lovely. You have these friends; they're really mm-hmm. lovely. Can you can you find a little glimmer of of gratitude for that that you have them, and 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 they could, um, and and I think I think I like to tell myself it it helped through the first day um probably just giving me lip service but i i don't think so yeah um but it's fine finding just the tiny things and then they they have momentum and then suddenly they're fine in the back and it's yes. all good again yes and um, I, I think it's really really important that we encourage them to find positive things mm. um about school i i've got a link that i'm going to put in to the notes um and it's a, a chart about how to cope with emotional refusal because mm. they, they, there is this sort of there are some kids where they go in and they're told well just get them into school and then they'll be fine yeah and they're not no. and so yes so if you're wondering whether your child's that one or, or yeah. different then because my kids one of one of them when she was going through a really tough patch mm. in school i'd say to her you know you don't have to go into school i'd like you to go into school and she said no i'm going to go in mm. because she knew that it would just build up if she mm. didn't actually go in and face whatever yeah. she was fearful of yeah. but that was her and yeah. not all kids like yeah, that no, and, and it's kids, about coping yeah. mechanisms isn't it kids respond very differently so some you can give a really great pep talk but you've got this today yes. and you've got this yes. you've got and they go oh oh yeah actually that's great mm. for some if you give that pep talk they're like get stuff that sounds yes. hideous and makes it even worse so you have to pick your yes. pick your conversation right? and I think communicating with the school if there are issues it's yeah, always yeah, worth yeah. it even when they're older I yeah. think it's worth it it's really interesting because I saw some PISA scores which I mentioned I mention all these things on social media whenever I see stuff mm. I just put it up on the stories so my Instagram is full of little tidbits I mm. find uh, here and there and PISA scores are they, these are scores that are taken by the OECD countries they measure 15-year-olds' ability to use their reading, mathematics and science knowledge and skills to meet real-life mm. challenges. It's very interesting because the later scores, bit of a bit of a shit show, really. Mm. Um, and what's interesting is the Asian countries seem to be powering away and um, France, for example, has plummeted in terms of maths, um, which has shocked the government. And actually Macron said, right, we need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, what what really I, I thought was really interesting was that in Japan, I think it was Japan, where, what they did was they scheduled after COVID, because we know that this has had a terrible, terrible impact on all of us. And after COVID, they scheduled extra time around the school curriculum to make up for the time lost. So what they did was they shortened the holidays a bit. They squeezed either end on holidays and they they changed the school day to try and make sure that the things that were very important were covered. And I just think it's really interesting because I think one of the big problems we've got now across a lot of Western countries is um, that we don't have strong school attendance. We've got massive problems with it. And there are all sorts of reasons for that. One of them is people just going, well, what's the point? You know, what what are they teaching them? Is it relevant? There's that. And that's a problem governments are going to have to face, whether they like it or not. 
And um, I think mental health is obviously a massive problem now. And I don't think there's enough, there aren't enough resources in the schools. I think resources in general. I mean, I think I think it's I think it's really interesting to compare countries when we look at statistics. I think it's really important and really interesting. And I think it's so nuanced that I mean, to compare our culture to to Japan is 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 so uh, has so many different it has so many difference culturally socially economically um that you know the the idea of of in england putting you know shortening the holidays to to put in extra work i mean for me to me that doesn't sound like a great solution if it's worked in japan great but i imagine that's because they have a completely different work ethic they have a completely different school system like financially the schools are pretty screwed at the moment here so who's going to pay for that for starters secondly you know I would disagree that the kids maybe they need more of a break and maybe we can change how we spend the time within the school so that they're resting and 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 becoming resilient in different ways um yeah I think it's super interesting to compare countries and it's so important that we have the whole picture which is also hard to hard to know what the whole picture even is. Yeah, I mean, the reason I'd mentioned Japan was more that um, I I think there are, there's a, a lot a cultural shift in people saying, well, what, why does it matter mm. if my kids are yeah, in school? Yeah. Why? Yes, why? Because that's what's happened. That's what's emerged mm. off the back of this. Yeah. And part part of it is to do with, well, are we teaching the right things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's a really good conversation to have. And and I think people shy away from it. Go, you know, school refusal is a big problem. Like you've talked about quite a lot. So it's a big problem. Um, but instead of just trying to, f- you know, instead of just trying to get the kids back into school, which is super important, of course, we need to also discuss well you know is there a bigger picture here what's going wrong that they so much don't want to go and maybe covid shed a light on you know i've heard of parents going yeah but you know it's made us really think you know we just presumed that they should go to school all the time and never question it and now people are questioning it questioning it and that's always a good thing it might feel really uncomfortable while we're questioning (laughs) Mm. because sometimes things get you know get brought up that we don't like and systems need changing and structures need changing but the questioning is always a good idea yeah we and just, I, I just don't know if the ma- i don't know if the governments are capable of coping with this massive shift no and i mean i'm <laughs> there's a there's a huge problem within the school system in, in lots of different ways and the teachers are always amazing but the system is is flawed and old-fashioned mm-hmm, in my mm-hmm. humble opinion yeah no i think you're right um <laughs> third spaces third places have you heard of these uh, only just from you earlier. <laughs> I think it's a really interesting it's concept. Super interesting. Yes, it's. I looked them up because I saw someone on Twitter saying, "I really miss the third place." And mm. she said, "I'm an I'm an introvert, and I don't find it easy to go and meet people. I don't really um, enjoy spending too much time with people, but I really need human." contact and I need to be in places where there are other human beings and so she talked about third places and she said I miss them they, they, they've been disappearing and I thought oh really what, what are they so in sociology the third place refers to social surroundings that are separate from home and work those are your first and your second spaces. Mm. And we're talking about churches, bars, clubs, community centres, public libraries. We know a lot of these places have closed down, bookstores. Mm. Mm. And um, what's and this is the kind of, these are the places that give civil society and an engagement, you know, a sense of 
sense of place. Yeah. And she was saying she's seen that just they, they, they're just going. And, and it was a fascinating podcast I was listening to, which the podcast is called Search Engine. And they were talking about um, why can't we turn office spaces into accommodation when we've got all this shortage mm-hmm. and you know it's hard it's difficult mm-hmm. it's a long story but you can listen to the podcast but mm-hmm. one of the things they said was they said we used to have 3,000 shopping malls in the US it's now shrunk to 300 that is, is shocking it's a shocking number and it's you know you could say well it doesn't really matter nobody mm-hmm. wants to go to shopping malls that's where I used to go that was my third place <laughs> when I was a teenager I was very yeah. lonely living in this tiny yeah. little village no friends yeah. oh um, yeah. I think I'll catch a bus and I'll go and hang around the shopping yes. mall and you because, feel like you're part yes, of something a bit bigger there's something going on so maybe now it's more if you have a hobby an activity you go and have a third space don't you like yes. if you're in an amateur orchestra or a choir yes. or a sports center you can play tennis or something like that but actual other one if you don't actually have a specific activity then it's much more vague and then you're it? then you're online i mean one lady said you know i'm part of the gaming community that's my third place yeah. so that yes. absolutely can counters that absolutely. But yeah, a lot right. of people are away from these social spaces yeah. and she's noticing it. And I thought, gosh, she's, you know, canary in the cage there. That's yeah, a really good that's point. Yeah, so interesting, isn't it? Because you do have like going to the library, you have little chats with people and that just kind mm. of feeds you for the... Just even going in the, in the shopping, everyone's busy trying to get out yeah. as quickly as they can from the co-op. So they yeah. don't want... And, you know, there are some some uh, shops where they've had a one specific till for old people yes, to come and talk. I love I that. I love that. What a great idea. I love that, yeah. I'm going to put my daughter on it. She loves talking to old people. <laughs> <laughs> um, manners and society. Oh, That's another one that interests yeah. me. So actor Andrew Scott revealed that he paused his performance of Hamlet after an audience member opened their laptop to answer emails. <laughs> what? How, wow. how did we get to it? Because you think about it. Okay, I, I don't know when the last time was that you went to the theatre. I don't go very often. It's really... It's expensive. It's expensive, yeah. We, that was the one of uh, my daughter's activities for her GCC yes. book. It was great. So, it was well, expensive. It's, it's expensive. It's also, you know, very intimate. It's a very kind of, you're in this environment, yeah. you're engaged environment. It's not like watching the cinema, being in the cinema. Mm. It's actually, you're in a special space mm. with all these other people breathing the same. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know, it feels very intimate. Yeah. And for someone to do that, that would annoy me yeah. so much. Actually, people behind us were noisily unwrapping sweets. Oh. I was really practicing all my uh, skills on and I did turn around and glare at them. They didn't notice the glaring. <laughs> so annoying. But I mean, I've, I've played in millions of concerts over the years and, you know, phones ringing or you yes. know, people, people talk sometimes and you just go, <gasps> really? Yeah. And I've had that in this cinema recently where we, I went with the whole family and this couple at the end of the row were just getting noisier and noisier mm. chatting. And it, it annoyed me so much mm. that eventually I just turned to them and said, will you shut up? <laughs> And my daughters were horrified because I'm not a shouter like that, mostly. And um, so and the guy tried to lean across and say something to me. And the man behind stepped in and went, whoa. You know? So, so yeah. there was silence after that. But it's really yeah. interesting because the, the question I'm sort of trying to raise is, have we as adults lost our ability to behave in a, in a well-mannered way when we're out in society and what are we telling our teenagers how to behave are we teaching this stuff because if they're not getting any practice because they're at home and they're not going out and seeing friends and they're not spending time with people how are they supposed to know yeah I mean I I guess it's I, I don't know but I'm thinking off the top of my head like 
if you don't go to concerts, if you don't go to the, it's the first time you've been, how do you know what's yes. right and wrong? And I think sometimes we sort of catastrophize it and say that everyone's got dreadful manners or ever, nobody knows what to do. Isn't this awful? The world's going to end kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas actually it's just, they just need to be told, actually, do you know what? When you're at the theatre, don't do that, don't do that. And yeah. make sure you don't, you know, wait, I don't know, in music, make, get to the end of the whole piece. Yes. Don't clap between movements kind of thing. But yes. then I always think, well, you know, you can also be a bit anal about stuff. Well, I just think that, but I, it, it, if it's going to interrupt the enjoyment no, of yeah, people, because actually, one. I that think one. with those specific situations, it's the onus is on the theatre company or whatever mm. to make an announcement at the start and say, so by the way, can you put all your devices yeah. away? This is, you know, we just want to enjoy the performance. Yeah. And if they don't enforce it, then they're just going to find people don't go back because yeah. they just end up thinking, well, that was rubbish because yeah, <laughs> yeah. he stopped in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I think it's usually probably because people don't know what the yeah. so-called rules are rather than they're trying to be asses. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, well, a bit like, why are you answering your emails in the middle? Maybe he should have just left. Maybe he was bored. Maybe he maybe he <laughs> didn't enjoy Hamlet. Maybe he thought it was dull. But then just leave. Yeah, but just then leave. you're walking out in the middle, aren't you? Which is also a bit yeah. rude. My husband's done that before. That really? was yeah. I won't even go into it, but it was yeah. one of the people most walking out in the middle of a concert things. is mortifying when you're playing. Yes, it's like really, unless you know, you almost want them to come back and go. It was because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that's happened. <laughs> oh. I mean, it was a big orchestra. I, yes. I didn't take personal responsibility yeah. for it. <laughs> Ouch. Um, well, one last thing. Vaping and snus. Because we mentioned that before. It's snus. Snus. Well, snus. that's the Swedish. Okay, they snus. laugh at the English kids. Laugh. They're like, what are you saying? And I said, it's snus. Sn- <laughs> snus in the game. They call it snus. And I go, snus, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it would be um, I have been hearing a lot more about it. I don't know what it's like across the world because uh, we have got listeners all over the place. Mm. But um, staying, starting with vaping, mm. the Grocer magazine, which is the, the magazine that's for all the people in the kind of grocery field. I subscribe to it because I'm, that kind of mm. loser um, <laughs> um, had a headline that vaping sales more than doubled to 1.7 billion in 2023. Whoa, that's so horrible. Uh, the Times also had an article written by their senior investigative reporter about how tobacco giants are bankrolling secret pro vaping campaigns. Allegedly, manufacturers <laughs> have links to doctors. Scientists are actively promoting e-cigarettes. Great. Um, and ironically, here's one for the the books. Fruity flavoured vapes. I didn't know this before. They're banned in China's domestic market. Did you know that? No. No, but they're very happy selling them over here. Mm. So elf bars and Lost Marys and the things that are really popular over here, all those candy flavours, yeah. not allowed in China. They're just sending them across the water oh. to all of us, right? It's like Silicon Valley people not mm-hmm. giving their own kids phones, isn't it? Exactly. And um, s- environmental impact is horrific. The, mm. There are single-use single use vapes. 1.3 million have been thrown away each week in the UK. Oh my goodness. Each week. That's hideous. And you think about each one of those, it's got chemicals in it, yeah. but it's also got a battery. And all the, you know, the like things that are in the battery. God, that's really having an impact. Isn't yes. It? So um, I have seen some people saying, oh, we should have recycling bins for vapes in the school. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. How about adulting for a while and yeah, just say yeah. no <laughs> yeah let's not have them guys <laughs> um but i have spoke I, I sort of had the opportunity with a lot of teenagers this uh new year's and i sort of said to them so guys guys what's mm. good what's the deal with the vaping snus mm. what, what's going on and they said yeah snus is becoming really big yes I've, and, I've seen it. Yes. And they, the ones I spoke to said yeah you know, you know what though um their gums bleed makes yeah. you vomit 
It's really strong. I yeah. had a conversation with one of my kids about it and um, they've tried it and I have a friend because we've kind of found a couple and I went, oh, you, no, you're not doing that. You, um, I didn't quite word it like that. <laughs> but um, that doesn't feel very nice. It's really, mm. they're really strong. They're yes. not very nice. Yes. Um, and I think one of the problems is that the professional footballers in the UK uh, are using it a lot. Okay. There's been an investigation launched a few months ago, I forget exactly when, where they said it's gone, it's all the way down the leagues, all the mm. way down to the, the, the young kids. To get the nicotine. They're using, yes. Yeah. yeah, and you can, and you know, yes. Yeah. So they've started looking into what are we, should we be doing something about this? Yes. Ah. Ooh, uh, yeah, I don't think it's a good thing. When I was talking to one of my daughters about nicotine, she didn't, st- she, even though I've shown her the Netflix documentary mm. called Big Vape, even though I've talked regularly with her about vaping, she didn't know nicotine has problems connected with it. Oh, really? Actually, systemic problems with nicotine. She thought nicotine is not a problem. Oh, wow. So when I discussed it again with her mm. and she said, what do, you, what do you mean? And I showed her the article. She mm. went, oh, OK. Oh, OK, that's interesting. Ah, so we really, really have to be very clear yeah, yeah, in the message yeah. about what it, because the snus is, is nicotine. Yes. So it's not, it's not probably, so they all go, oh, well, it's not smoking. So yes, yeah. it's way better than smoking for you. It's way, yeah. you know, we're not, we're nowhere yeah. near some of the toxic things that smoking mm. does, but... Yeah, mine was the other way around, I think. They were wondering why cigarettes were so much worse. And then we had the conversation about all the tar and yeah, the awful yeah. stuff. But the nicotine they were aware was a bad idea. Yeah. And the problem is that the tobacco industry, I've, I've read a book on this, um, way back when, 70s, all got together and they mm. went, oh, we've got a bit of a problem because mm. we really are starting to get enough scientific evidence mm. to say this is awful. Mm. Um, but they, what they did was they started paying scientists to do research yeah. that would then confuse it by saying, oh, yeah, but these people used cigarettes and they didn't get anything. Yes. And then they've got pe- people get just, they're like, I don't I don't know who to trust. They muddy the messaging, they? muddy they? the message. And then I've seen some articles in scientific journals where it was completely like, there's nothing wrong with vaping. And I just mm. read it and thought, okay, this person, <laughs> whoever paid very well. this, has been paid very well. Yes. So oh, we need horrific. to look out for these things and point them out and go, yeah, yeah. that's not really, that's true. Anyway, if you're listening and you like hearing us chat every now and then, I'm not going to do this all the time, but if you like hearing a bit of a news roundup about what's been going on and what's uh, been affecting parenting, um, just ping us a note just saying, yeah, that was good. Mm. Or no, I hated it. I wish you'd just get to a topic, yeah, one topic. Yeah, we just want to know that. I'd love to know. On a lighter note, my uh, younger boy, I think I've mentioned this before, is uh, deciding he's going to make a rival podcast. When? Um, just when? Well, that's what We've I've heard said. This. I've heard. said, yeah, come on, come bring on. it on. Yes. <laughs> uh, interviewing teenagers. And I think the idea right. at the moment is to kind of go back and listen to, because he doesn't listen to it. <laughs> Uh, listen to it and go right you here your mum said this yes what do, what you, do think? you think what actually right. happened um, right. could be quite fun um, and I've again yeah. said I've sent him a link Happy going this hear. is how you make a podcast because yes. I got sent an, an article come on get on with it mm. and waiting. I'm looking forward to the feedback yeah. <laughs> bring it on we'll we'll, we'll we'll use snippets in yeah. our you know yeah. if you like he thinks he's going to make loads of money from it and I've gone <laughs> mm, yeah it doesn't quite work like that yeah. <laughs> How's the money rolling in for you, Susie? I am absolutely drowning in it. Yeah, filthy Luca over here too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. anyway, anyway. We yes. ended on a laugh, so that was good. <laughs> 
Well, well it, you can leave the review on a podcast app. You can contact us via our website, www.teenagersuntangled.com, teenagersuntangled at gmail.com. Um, well, Susie, how can they contact you? They can find me on my website where you can find links to all my social media platforms. And that is www.amindful-life.co.uk. And you're going to be doing lots more stuff on LinkedIn because oh, actually yeah. you she's, she's a business woman. She's doing, she's doing work. She's yeah. working in the business world as well. Experimenting as all this and nice stuff. Yeah, so there's some, going to be some interesting stuff mm. on there as well as her Instagram. Yeah. Um, that's it for now hit that follow button just right now before you do anything else just go and hit the follow button yeah. because that's how people find us yeah it does help and then you won't miss another episode yeah. this really good episode that we're planning <laughs> <laughs> well I've had a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> bye bye for now bye bye